on the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute that millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast hosted by Dave and Johnny. Now, Dave, we're back together after a little bit of a hiatus. I've been over in Jabra. You've been over in San Francisco winning trophies. Um, <laughs> you've been you've been doing the Lord's work over there, win, winning competitions and taking home the silverware or the glassware, I guess, technically. But glassware, um, yeah. glassware. Yeah, but I guess it's 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 an interesting podcast this week, a bittersweet one. Um, mm-hmm. We we've yeah. had, we've been obviously meeting and talking about this for a while, and I guess for people that would listen to the podcast regularly have have noticed that I've been on it on my on my Toblerone for a couple of weeks. Couple but of um, weeks, yeah. <clears throat> there's there's been a bit going on, Dave. I guess from from your side, yeah, loads going on. Um, like a lot of travel and a lot of work, and <clears throat> and a lot of golf too. And I think it has pro- it has probably got to the point where for me something kind of had to give with in relation to my time like i suppose everything is golf in terms of the podcast my work how i like my approach to the game and i play it so like i look I, we can beat around the bush a bit but this is going to be officially my last podcast or anything with the bogeyman which is which is a weird which is a weird thing to say after geez after what is it over three years three and a bit years um like a lockdown project that grew legs and became very fun and it yeah it, it's kind of kind of culminated in 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 this point where it was either <clears throat> all in or all out for me really and yeah with with everything that i've got going on kind of work wise and then playing as well uh unfortunately this this was the one that I had to give yeah it's it's funny, like we have obviously been having conversations about this for, for the last couple of couple of weeks, and I I said to you earlier on today that apart from the relationship with my wife, this is the longest relationship that I've ever had. It's <laughs> over three years, and it's been it's been with yourself. And you've had your putter longer. I don't necessarily count that as an interpersonal <laughs> relationship, but it's nice that you have equated yourself to an inanimate inanimate object object. it's an important object in your life no so yeah look it's it's kind of look there's been you're looking back at like so many hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and days and days of of content that we've gone through and and stuff like that and it's yeah it's it's been pretty cool to look back on over the last while because i've been looking back at a lot of stuff from like the original battle golf series to the podcast itself and where that grew from with no microphones, no tech, no nothing. Uh, really, no plan. <laughs> like no script, no intro, no nothing. Well, no, I had an intro. We had an intro from the start. Um, yeah, and it, it, like it grows to situation where we're doing videos with some of the coolest brands in the country and bringing down three and four cameras to to events. And yeah, yeah, it's been it's been wild, wild ride. Yeah, I think like 
we haven't planned this episode either. Like we, uh, well, I, I think that's very obvious that's at this point. Very evident, but I think <clears throat> there have been some very, very cool moments. And and anyone I talk to, whatever I'd say, how how great the podcast has been is we we've had and we've shared very special and moments with some very cool people that we wouldn't have ordinarily got the chance to spend time with. Like the fact that we got to talk to and spend time with people like Billy Foster and, um, you know, chat to Eric Van Royen just after he misses the masters and had very honest conversations with him. Like it's, it's been a very fun journey in three years. And I think you and I have built something very, very special here. And I think the community, oh, well, that's, that's the, the thing. I think very, the community very is cool. good thing. And the community kind of <clears throat> lives on and that's something for like, that's something that you're going to be like ably well or capable of, of taking to another level again i think like with you with with everything that you've got going on it fits fits so seamlessly in and it'll just it'll just grow and grow and grow uh which is great now the unfortunate thing is that it'll grow and grow and grow and i'll be watching it and listening in more so than and it's funny because i do listen to it's weird you can kind of almost extract yourself from the person speaking to the person listening as in you can really listen to yourself and feel like it's not you um and i would actually listen now that's not just to like boost numbers by listening to it on five <laughs> devices or anything like that <laughs> so, so uh it probably probably helps the numbers in some some way shape or form but yeah so it'll be it'll be weird to be on the outside looking in rather than the inside looking out yeah and that, that that's to say i guess for people listening that yeah the bogeyman will continue in some form what form that is your guess is as good as mine right now to be completely honest with you um there are plans for things during the summer and throughout this year that uh we will be doing we as in a collective bogeyman brand who that is with or what that form that takes your guess is as good as mine but we'll, we'll leave it at that um yeah. dave look, <clears throat> i've loved every every minute of the last three years like i said we've done some very very cool things met some very very cool people and yeah, I think if we're talking about very, very cool things, you were over in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. You I, uh, I I found out the same way segue. as I did on Instagram that <clears throat> you won some very cool glassware. What were you doing <laughs> yeah. over in San Why Francisco? Why was I over there? God, um about six months ago. Uh, guy we know, um guy who listens to the product, Brian Lynch, he's a late member in Lake Merced. And they've just finished up a massive revamp with with Gil Hans. Like I said, is one of those four courses in San Francisco, one of those private courses. That's it's just a stunning little piece of land, to be honest. Um, would have been the scene of many uh PGA tour or an LPGA tour events. Um, has hosted a ton of US amateur stuff, including do you know that photo with Tiger Woods where he has like this real boho caddy out with him like sleeveless shirt and the whole yeah. lot that photo was actually taken at like Merced as I found out when I walked in um, and yeah so they underwent a massive massive revamp with, with Gil Hansen they were opening it up and they have <clears throat> a member guest called the Fog Cutter which um, for a member guest is a weird one for Irish people like we don't usually hear of them or see of them so I was invited over with Brian had a look at the flights the flights were cheap time and worked well and i said listen i might as well go and have a bit of fun and yeah we ended up um so way works two-man team and split into like uh seven matches of nine holes over three days i think it oh. was yeah yeah so seven nine hole matches um, what does brian play off of brian plays off two Okay, so you're broken into into handicap flights and then what they call flights and then there's an overall as well 
and actually the overall competition at the end, which is kind of like a, it's kind of like a mad cap wacky races kind of an event is actually very cool but i'll explain that so yeah so it's broken out and we actually won it yeah we won it in the end um there's a lot of pretty decent players playing in it to be honest like um like very very good players um some very cool characters you, you get to come across in that area of the world you get some yeah some cool sports people a lot of a lot of basketball players a lot of mb ex nba players and MLB players. It was pretty cool. So it was a really, really like, and you just have the run of the place for the whole week. Like, um, can kind of be there from dusk till dawn. So yeah, so we won the actual event, and then what was the, the format? Sorry, it's match play, but then uh, uh like four ball match play or four stones match play. So an alternating. So Oof. first nine, first nine you play four ball. Second nine is four stones. Third is four ball again. And then you repeat that over two days, basically, <clears throat> with a yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of golf, and then the mad thing is, and it's this is more for f- the fun part. I think really was that there's like eight flights in total. So we won obviously the part, guess, like basically the scratch one, which is the one that everyone wants to win. That you can actually bet on as well. They have a bookies on site, <laughs> and, and um. Yeah, it goes down to like so. There's tw- like, and then they pull in two wild cards for the end. So there's actually like ten two balls playing together up the first, and it's Hold three. On, sorry. Explain, explain that again. Then that right. 10... So there's, there's 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 different flights, obviously. So different different categories that people have won in. Uh, so there has to be ten winners, so ten two balls, and they set them off all together <laughs> down the same hole at the same time. At, down the same hole at the same time. So a three hole, it basically works out as like a three hole stroke play uh, decider. And the at the first hole, uh, six are eliminated. The second hole, three are eliminated, which leaves three left. Yeah. And then that three played the last, but ours actually ended up going to like a two hole play. <laughs> So we got through the first one. We just parted our way around, and it's foursomes the whole way around. So alternate shot, but we ended up parting our way the whole way around and ended up winning it. That is the, the whole whole thing. It was actually mental, genuinely met like great if you enjoy playing in front of people. Now, in fairness, I'd have a bit more experience probably than Brian, and like he was like he was hitting some such good shots under pressure, but he was so nervous. Like, but I was imagining what other people were like, and they were just equally as nervous because it's about 300, 400 people watching you. Wow. And it was bizarre for a lot of people to hit golf shots in front of others. And then, yeah, so we, we, everyone have the last three in the, in the, I think they call it a horse race, actually. <laughs> last three in the horse race. Um, we have the last, and then we went up the tenth hole, which is driveable par four. Uh, we have that, and then we won on the we won on the next. And it so was, how did... it was bananas. It was crazy. It was actually genuinely crazy. What's the what's the trophy like? Because I saw it on Instagram. I'm going to try to get the. You uh, put it on stories, didn't he? You didn't put it up on. I think it was on stories. So it's a gorgeous piece of glassware, but it was sponsored by a tequila company, a really high-end tequila co- company called Class Azul. And they have these like gorgeous ceramic bottles, but I actually couldn't even bring it back because I only had my golf bag and carry on with me. And I was yeah. afraid that I'd end up like covering all of my stuff in a 
horrible. Oh, sorry, in a horrible. It's actually gorgeous tequila. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I left it with with um the guys who were who were putting me up for the week. That's brilliant. So, so hopefully they um hopefully they enjoyed it. But so, it was it was cool. It was probably the it was the most fun kind of golf competitive slash fun experience I've had. Okay. Wow. Okay. Couple couple of things off the back because <laughs> like you're you're a competitive golfer and and yeah. you take competition seriously. How yeah. how serious was this competition? Uh, the main flight is pretty serious. Yeah, and then the rest is a bit of a laugh for everybody else. That's cool. That's probably how I describe it. Yeah, and yeah, as in, and then the fact that there's a lot of people who'd have, who'd have money on you, as in, like I heard some of the bets that went in on us uh, for the last part, and I was like, oh god. Yeah, like there's pro- like proper, proper, proper four figure sums been bet on us to win it. Uh, how did you play? Like, obviously, okay, look, you play? obviously played well enough to win. Yeah. But I mean, like, how did I, you play? I think, like, so you'd played, we played 18 holes of 18 holes of four ball, 18 holes of four ball the first day. So on my own, on my own card, I was seven under, uh, through the whole lot. So that was yeah. just in, so that was five, so two and a half. So that, what that nearly 54 holes, I think really that was. And then we went around really solid kind of level par, I think in, in the main on, um, on the, on the foursomes. We were definitely like for the last five holes for the match play, we were, we were five, we were level par foursomes, yeah. which is, which is pretty good. Um, like the place itself, like, like genuinely the greens were just the mo- the best greens I've ever seen in my life. You were um, saying, that- including a dare. Yeah. yeah. You were saying that the, you were talking to people there on site who were saying that the, the fairways were a couple of weeks or so off being perfect in their eyes, but you were saying yeah, that they were just, just like immaculate. Just like, like, oh yeah, there might be two blades of grass out of, out of sync. But like, I think Evan Schiller, the photographer, who's a very well-known uh, um, golf course photographer, has been out there and he has just posted today, I think it was, on the go- on the golf course itself and you'll get a view of what kind of land this is and what kind of like it's basically like this like it's similar in terms of in terms of like the concentration of courses of what you'd imagine the sand belt to be in in Melbourne in Melbourne yeah. city where all of the courses are of a really similar feel but have a distinct you know you know that one is different to the other so yeah here here is like Marseille. we're both looking at it on Instagram that is oh my god like stunning genuine like honestly one of the coolest places this is probably gonna sound really stupid because i know what part of the world it is but like very similar to like tree lines and and looking to like olympic club and and harding park yeah harding park and the likes of that exactly the exact same similar type of world similar like state and area so it but not, like not similar, the hottest take in the world, but yeah, it's it's amazing. Like San Francisco Golf Club is literally across the road from it. Um, the likes of Olympic Club, you can see from the course, Harding Park, you can see from the course. So if you remember those really tall, 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 tall pines that you will remember from Harding Park, like that's mm. that's effectively the field. Harding Park probably has is a, a uh, is a little bit a little bit different, but I I'd certainly compare this place to, um to cool elements of there's cool elements of Olympic Olympic Club to it, there's cool elements of uh San Francisco Golf Club to it, uh of Cal Club to it. 
it's got it's just got but it, it's it's kind of a not a mishmash of all of those places but i think all of those other places will have pulled from here because of the the age of the course um like it's a mckenzie like the, the idea was to bring it back to the in the revamp to bring it back to the original mckenzie design in a in as closely in as close a way as possible um, and when you look back at a lot of the the photos that they were that they were working from, they seem to have done that. But I think a lot of the cl- courses in the area, there's there's a lot of elements that you that you will see that may have been taken from that, whether they were older or younger. Now is 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 nearly irrelevant because I think as courses do evolve and and progress, they will they will take the best of what's around because I suppose there's just that competitive element to to the American private members clubs over there. Um, yeah, but one, it's... one private members club is going to try and outdo its neighboring clubs, and there are a few yeah. of those over in San, Fran- San Francisco area. Like, I, like it, these things are really cool. Like, I suppose you get a you get a hefty dose of reality when you're there, and you're playing at them because you realize that if you were living in San Francisco, there's absolutely no way on God's earth that you'd be playing golf here. Like, <laughs> they're, they're just absolutely unattainable financially. So, yeah, like, the, like it's a membership. It's a normal golf club in in every sense. The word except for the fact that you probably need to have a fairly uh a fairly chunky budget to be able to join Oof, yeah it yeah. looks like it looked like an amazing trip and like the win also nice way to cap it cap it all off but yeah, yeah so the trophy will be here pretty soon it's been shipped over apparently so yeah that's cool. keep a replica that's great it's like a proper know, tour, a cool tour win now we'll have to do like a oh post, yeah post well it just means i have to go back it just means i have to go back next year to defend it defend the title exactly yeah, yeah. <clears throat> automatic qualifier into next year's event yeah for invite to the masters and everything <laughs> that will be that'll be very that will be something uh i guess since we we, we both have brought on the so podcast, you've been away that's well. it yeah i guess <laughs> even before going away i was up at ross penna up at donegal as well oh what a Playing, place playing a lot of a lot of Donegal golf, played Port Salon, which was a really, really nice golf course. I think like the front nine for me is probably a bit more picturesque and Lynx style. Really, really like that. But like, oh my good God, Rossapena is just like just the coolest golf trio of golf courses and one complex that I've ever experienced in my life. It was good and calm the first first two days we managed to get three days of links golf without any rain which i mean well your your standard that's it i mean it just it never appears to rain when you play never rain golf. when you've played links golf uh and like sandy hill we'll get to st patrick's links and that'll be its own its own thing but mm-hmm. sandy hills is an incredible golf course it reminded <laughs> me of of the cashing in in a way at ballybunion where you like you hit to a point and you hit, hit you hit it. to that point because if you mm-hmm. hit beyond that point, you are in a lot of trouble. But if you play that course once or t- you know two or three times, and and you're comfortable and confident in in your driver, there are a few holes that you can you can really go at. But I love the I like you know looking at the stroke saver and looking at the fact that you hit a six iron to here, and that's that's that is your only play. That is what you do, and you have to hit particularly the, the front nine. Point. Yeah, in Sandy Hills, particularly um, the front nine. You just because you just want to get going. You know, yeah. like to be honest, it's like pulling driver on any of the first. I actually have pulled. I pulled driver on the first, oddly enough, because it just suits. But I, I, yeah. I, 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 it would took me a lot of playing on that golf course to not do that. As in to realize, no, no, I can. You can actually have a, a cut at that long bunker and and go at it, yeah. and then driver stays in the bag down for 
quite some time after that. Yeah, I, I think I hit driver twice at most on Sandy Hills. And but then you're you're in play then. Because it's not it. long. In fairness, the back nine isn't isn't a beast, so it doesn't it doesn't kill you because you're playing, as you said, playing to point from point A to point B. So yeah. hit it where you see it. And what actually made the entire week just incredibly enjoyable was so I was there on a on a on a group trip with all my mates from school. There was there was nine of us there on the trip, so we played in three three balls and had like a three man teams and played it across that way, which was very very fun. But we we played off the correct tees, which was we, we played off like not the not the white. So there's obviously the tips, then there's the one up. Mm-hmm. Played off like the member tees, which is one up again. Yeah, and, and that was just so enjoyable because a we had like a variation of handicaps. Like I was the lowest at six. There were a few guys in the high teens and one or two in in the low twenties. But they were the right tees for everyone. Where it was, you know, some people were a little bit behind off the tee because they could only really hit a four iron whereas a couple of people were able to hit three woods and be a bit further up but if you took the back a tee or two those guys would have been in a serious amount of trouble and it just would have been a slog yeah, <clears throat> yeah. there's uh, there's a there's a couple of holes that are just too big in terms of carries um yeah. i i'm thinking of five four holes in mind that that would just be just not fun and then fun second shots that from the from the front tees are big long irons or woods into relatively small targets and i'm I'm thinking of the likes of kind of maybe six or something like that or yeah. actually yeah there's a few holes in front of that so five and six four four is would four, be is another four, four the two, short par four that goes around the the two would, yeah and then two would be another that's like two mm-hmm. like you're hitting it up to the stake which is a small path to run down and that gets that second shot is hard enough yeah if as like if you're not a million miles back so it makes complete sense that you did it that way and like that that's a that's a really fun way to 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 play it rather than kind of stretching because <laughs> tell you what I played it from the back in this in scratch cups and stuff like that and whew, yeah I like, mean like you yeah. can imagine because it, it did yeah it didn't play that it was long a big walk the too first day well. was yeah the first day was nice and calm wind wise like weather was <laughs> just bloody ideal but that is by no that doesn't mean that we didn't play badly like I played so shit. <laughs> I think but then I think, even if you do, it's not so bad from up there either. Cause like you're not having to pull driver and you're not hitting it a million miles off the planet. Exactly. So yeah. which is lot which is lost ball there, in fairness. Yeah. What I what I really liked about Sandy Hills, which I think the opening few holes or the front line, particularly in Old Tom, lacked was I felt like you were the dunes and everything were built around you and every tea box or green complex you walked onto on Sandy Hills, you would just turn around and go, like I think at one point I did genuinely stop and go the guys in my group jesus like, look at this just like look at where you are there are vistas when you reach the crest of certain fairways on sandy hills I, you're, you get to you're talking about the coolest reveal it's actually it's it's the second coolest reveal in ireland but it's actually the only this it's it's actually the second coolest reveal in rasa ben actually as well and that's the one on six as yes. you walk up over, over the, the fairway yeah the green is in front of you the mountains in the background and it's a view like over on 14 and on uh in um in St. Patrick's, but you're right. And you think actually it's quite deceiving and it, it's, it's, I suppose it's credit to the, the design because Sandy Hills, it, like they weren't lying when they used the second name. Um, but in fairness, you actually kind of gradually step your way up uh, for the first couple of holes. Mm-hmm. You don't realize how high you are until you get to like the green at three and the, um 
uh, and the uh, tee shot on four, how actually high up you are over the old Tom course, for example. And then it drops down around the other side and goes into a couple of valleys around 10 and 11 and places like that. And it's like it, it, it uses the land around like so well, like you want your geez, you want to be fit for it, too, because it's a it's a hell of a walk. It's, it is it's, a hell of a walk. It, it is a big walk. And we we did walk. We walked uh, all, all three days, which was which was brilliant. Obviously, St. Pat's, they don't allow boogies, so you got no option. But so we played Sandy Hills on the first day and then we played all Tom the second day. And and I enjoyed all time. I shot my best my best round of the three mm-hmm. days there. I shot I shot eight over, which was I was very very happy with. Um, I would have liked to play all time on the first day to see if that would have altered my opinion on it because I was just so mm-hmm. shell shocked by by Sandy Hills and the vistas and just the complexes and the green complexes and just the views you had off of every green and tea that that old time probably didn't stun me as much as it would as if I played it in the first day because it's an incredible golf course really really good golf course but I, I probably came away from it thinking I'd, I'd say play Sandy Hills twice rather than old time and Sandy Hills now I see I'd be I've I've a, a take on the whole whole Ross Penna that's probably like conflicts with a lot of people say so I think the best nine holes and they're not the best course but the best nine holes as a as a group is the back nine in old tom like i think it's just one of these classic low lowish links courses in terms of the topography mm. i think it reminds me a lot of east coast links courses i feel there's there's touches of there's touches of a lot of places on the east coast too. there's touches of baltray into in it in a little bit and in, in where the few of the holes go there's, there's a couple of port marnock style holes to it and it's it doesn't ask the questions in terms of elevation change, et cetera, bar, bar the elevation change to part three, um, which is uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That's mad part three. Yeah, yeah it's good. And it's a cool hole. It's 14. I think it is. And I I just love it. I, I don't know why. You know, it's just one of those places. I remember when I played it first. I was like, oh, my God, this is just... And look, it's it the, the Legends Tour was hosted there and played the prom of that last year when it was set up as a proper championship course and you stretch it out and it's like, whoa, this is very cool. Very cool. Which the front nine in Old Tom is a bit shorter, it's a little bit more quirky. You said it's more cashiny, and that's mm. that's a fair assessment, I think, of it. Uh, whereas the back nine is like yeah, very, very cool. And 14, 15, <laughs> 16, and and eighteen. I eighteen's a lovely finish going back oh, up. It's class. Like, but, I just love that. Yeah, fourteen. It's the panorama uh, of the golf club in the background as well. It's great, isn't it? I, like fourteen is a great par three, but I also like I really like sixteen, the the par three just after the par five, where it seems like I guess from the tee box that we we're playing anyway, like three quarters of the green were like hidden by the yeah. mound. So yeah. you just you scope the flag, you look at the shots, the shot stroke saver, and you just go, all right, we just got to trust the number here. This is you know it's, it's yeah, a seven iron is... club. You just got to hit a seven iron and 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 believe in it which is there's a lot of fun to that there is and like to be honest like <clears throat> 50 for 54 holes like for the value that it's at for the whole place stop it's no. it's it's absurd like it's genuinely absurd like i don't oh, know really? how like <laughs> it, it could legitimately and without having to apologize for itself be double the price oh yeah for yeah. for irish for irish visitors so so like i said there's a group of nine of us we rented um two apartments in uh, in Downings, which I think the apartments worked out at, because there was so many of us, I think it was 80 quid a head. 
for the two two nights. Yeah. Plus then obviously the links tickets two hundred and ten quid. Like accommodation and golf costs you less than three hundred euro. Yeah, the, like that's an Irish if, resident. If you right? go like, in there, and, yeah, and as an Irish resident, if you go in there with a group of mates, like, like they, it's somewhere that you have to have got to go and visit because the quality of golf that you get, like that's seventy quid around. Yeah, for an Irish resident, that is crazy. It's bonkers to think that it's to to, to think that it's that is <laughs> is absurd. Like honestly, the visitor race, if you're overseas, is four hundred for the three courses. That is still unbelievably. Cool. I have to yeah. tell you, like even if it went to that, and that's like your three links. There's also there's also the one that I would like to play up there, and it's the salt. Have you heard of the Solstice Day up there? No. So twenty first of June this year, it is all three courses. Uh, you get you go in there like they have it's it's a competition. It's an organized competition that they have. You go in on Tuesday night, the twentieth, and at five thirty a.m. you tee off St Patrick's. At ten thirty AM you tee off Sandy Hills and at three thirty you play Old Tom. And for your like entry fee first and staying over or whatever, uh or sorry for the whole lot is like two hundred and fifty quid. And that includes like the dinners and the meals and stuff. It's mental. Oh my god. So fifty four holes in the one day. And like it the, the like it's a really cool idea. I, I think it's a really, really cool idea. Someone who's ha- having played a lot of holes in one day previously. <laughs> that that's like 54 holes around that place is just going to me like you've got thank thankfully you, you'd want to definitely have old tom last oh yeah God, 100%. In, in that rota oh. but yeah like so listen if, if someone if people are interested in going up, by the way this is not this is not in any way affiliated with ross and but it's a very very cool way to spend a day if you can go up and rent a place for two nights with four of your buddies because you'll have a blast yeah that doesn't even get us on to like st patrick's which oh yeah that's nothing like i've ever seen in ireland ever before like the wasteland area is just the scale of it it's it, it was actually jarring because i'd never seen anything like it before just the size of the greens and how just there were like six greens in one green. It was so big on one of the holes and there were massive slopes and changes in elevations that it it, it was the only way I could really describe it would be if he like an Irish version of like what I imagine Bandon Dunes is like. It's it's yeah just wild. It's not like any kind of Lynx golf course I've ever played in my life. And it, it was windy and it beat the crap out of me. But I I still want to go back. Like it's it's so so visually stunning. Like even the drive the, the drive in, going down that old that that dirt track, that stony gravel track to what's a small little prefab essentially of a of a pro shop. There's there's nothing around you. It's just all just farmland and the likes around you and this incredible golf course. I, the greens I think needed a bit more bedding in. They like they they weren't in their best condition the day that we were there but like the fairways and the, the tea complexes 14 is uh just just what a hole for me that was like the the dog leg to the right that we are teeing off from a height and the, the green is kind of tucked away on the right hand side is just that hole for me was just stunning it was just a really really fun nice hole and like there were some holes there that can just 
just beat you up. Like 18 as a finisher is not an easy finisher by any stretch of the imagination. No, no. It's, I was wondering what you think. Because look, in fairness, the I, I've heard that a lot about the, <clears throat> but the people have said about the condition, but that it's actually quite the grass is quite long and there's not a huge differentiation between fairways and greens and etc. Now greens obviously run quicker than fairways, but uh, that is a concept there as well. And I spoke to him, and you really you will have realized how slopey those greens are and how kind of mad the complexes are in fairness. Yeah. And there's a lot of kind of, there's a lot of pins in in the middle of bowls. And if you hit the ball, you're perfect. If you miss the ball, you're in a different one. And you have to put up and over and down. And I, the, the basis behind it about leaving that long is that you, that allows you to actually do that. Now they'll run true. They just don't run fast. Yeah. Um. And as obviously like with any links course in a growing, like it, it, it will take longer, but that was a, I suppose, a, a, a theory and or a print and a principle that got like kind of a, 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 I can't think of the word I'm looking for that that Doug actually invoked when he when he wanted to do the design was that yeah. we're go- like kind of dispel any kind of notions of like how you play the game previously and go up here and find a new way to play it and maybe a little bit of a throwback to how it was once played previously. Um, and that and that that's kind of the guiding principle. Sorry, that's sort of the guiding principle of of where and kind of mantra of what they what they went about with with St. Patrick's. And as it grows in, it gets more mature and it kind of settles in. Um, and you end up you'll they'll eventually end up with a place that is probably and bear in mind where they are as well. It's yes. hard. To, it's hard to get a course to 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 come in quickly with that with the weather that they face on a, on a daily basis versus uh, it's a little bit easier on the east coast to be honest. But it's sure. just. Like I, I think what will blow you away is like the scale of it, the size of it, the 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 expanse of the land, because this was previously this was thirty six, and has now been shrunk to eighteen, but on the same on the same footprint, mm. and it's it's so funny. Like I remember um, <clears throat> Frank and John taking us for a trip down, and you can actually see scars of other holes all around the place of pre holes that existed previously that have been leveled or where they've been able to pull. Uh, sods from to transplant from what may have been an old fairway from the old Jack Nicholas course to to new to new stretches of land and then you get to like the back nine where you come into Sheephaven Bay and you play 13 and then you you kind of broach in over the hill at the back of 13 green into 14 and you're just like where where have I landed like yeah. where am I now it's just like well, you just can't get over how good it is yeah, and like the scale of it, because obviously you were like you're saying, it was originally you know two there was thirty six holes. The scale of some of the holes, just in terms of like how wide the fairways are, how long the like the carries are, almost like the it's visually very deceptive that you think, all right, well I hit I hit like a you know a four iron or three wood or something off the tee to be safe. And you still run into trouble where you're like, okay, like I actually could have carried that over with a driver, but yeah. everything is just so huge that it looks far much further away than it actually is, or it looks a lot closer than it actually is. And visually it's, it's, it's a very intimidating is the wrong word, but if you don't know what you're going into, or if you don't know how to play that type of golf, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble, which is like a great defense and great design of the golf course. And like, yeah, if if you haven't been to Donegal or if you are planning a trip to Donegal, this really should be top of your list. Like I remember when the World Golf Rankings came out for golf courses and we were both like, oh, it's a bit premature to be talking about St. Patrick's as like a top 30 in the world golf course, but like fully deserves to be there. It is 
it was an incredible piece of land and it's just going to get better um like i think the one thing that's probably just mad about the scale of the place i think bar like sandy hills you'll be walking around not seeing another fairway uh not seeing pretty much anyone else in the golf course other than people that are ahead or behind you um same st patrick's does that as well and then go to then you get the more as I, I think i feel like a more traditional older uh more mature kind of a links with 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 um or a course with uh with, with the old tom course mm-hmm. and to me it's funny that you're i certainly think you're probably like, i think sandy hills is quite it's it's it is so dramatic as well and what i i had it the other way around in that i because sandy hills is so dramatic it's like you get down to old Tom and you're like, Oh God, I feel like I can actually swing here. Like, do you know, as in, <laughs> I'm, I'm not guiding everything around the place and then just take off any notion of, or take out any notion of, um, of traditional links golf in, you know, in St. Patrick's and just go and have an absolute blast with a half a set of clubs or just walk around and just enjoy it. It's walk only. And it's great that it is walk only as well. Cause look, like feeling it walking and seeing the, the, the elevation changes etc um and it's give more just... time to appreciate just what you're in when you're walking i find yeah, like, yeah. compared to driving it because if you're in a buggy you can just kind of rip on up ahead to your golf ball and just, just zap the flag and figure out what your next shot is but by walking to it and walking around was it is a like one of the last if not the last it'll new be the last links golf course yeah. that ireland's ever going to produce walking around it and, and seeing what's been done and what, you know, what Tom Doak is trying to achieve with this hole or what you're trying to get you to look at from on that hole is a, it's a very cool thing. Especially um, of course, yeah, it is. And like, quite honestly, as you begin, I think you get, you get probably three of the best opening holes in golf, um, in the country, I'd imagine. Like if not, like I had to take a, it'd take a, a mega mega set of three holes opening three holes for, to to convince me otherwise like first it's amazing but it's yeah. like very gettable second gets a bit tougher and then third by the time you go back to whichever tees you're whichever poison you've picked from a tee box perspective um you can you can stretch that from up to i think about 185 yards or whatever like that and if the wind is blowing then all like hats off to you if you if you get get away with three pars but oh so special yeah, love your course. And like we were there the May Bank holiday weekend. No, so like we got there the Saturday of the bank holiday weekend. So we did Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday at uh, Rossapena. But like it was, it was quiet, you know. I mean, like mm-hmm. it was May Bank holiday weekend, and I, I think if you were to go down to Kerry or Clare on that weekend, you would have been thronged with people on the golf course. Um, now I'm sure Rossapena in the peak of June, July is flat out and good luck getting the green fee there, but it's mm-hmm. it Donegal as a whole is an underrated place for golf. Amen. Yeah, I mean like look, you're you're selling it across the world, so I don't need to be telling you that. <laughs> no, it's 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 look, it, i think it's a massive one to have in the in, in the Irish golf portfolio in general. Like I think the guys realise they're they're importance in terms of the northwest in terms of this course and they're very very good at working collaboratively with the likes of um look with the likes of port Allens, with the likes of critch islands with 
the the folks down in, in Donegal and Ireland Portney, they kind of realised the the benefit of of the collective, despite having I suppose fifty four olds and a hotel themselves, and like that's what I've gone into how cool the hotel is as well. It's just old fashioned Irish kind of white glove service in it, and yeah, you're just gonna have a ball. Yeah, right. That's enough of an ad read for. There Ross. we go. Yeah, <laughs> if, the, if the Casey brothers want to send us an invoice or pay us for for kind nah, of work, no, it's it's deserved that they've put enough money into it up there. So yeah, yeah. Which, whatever you can do to get people there, it's all good. Absolutely. I guess apart from that, I was over at the the Jabra Ladies Open on the Ladies European Tour. Recorded a few podcasts. Um, spent a good bit of time with Olivia Mahaffey. Um, sat down with L.E.T. Rookie, Anna Dawson, and so there'll be a podcast coming out with both of them. And also sat down with Annabelle Dimmick to chat about the, you know, her close run last year at the Women's Irish Open. She'd be back again. She's back with a vengeance. It's uh, it's one that she said that she really, really wants. Her mom's Irish and she's got a pretty close oh. connection to Ireland, oh. she was saying. So that's a trophy that, that she does want. And like she was within one shot of it last year. So, I mean. Oh, tragic. She was, she was, she was, she was a fan favorite to be fair to win it. Like it was, she was upset in fairness to her. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it from, from my side. That's, I guess, definitely it from your side. That's definitely it from my side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go out talking about Donegal. That'll be, we probably came in talking about Donegal. Yeah. And like, it it is worth saying that like Dave and I have had conversations that (laughs) I have always said, if he wants to give me a text on a Monday and say, Hey, look, let's do a pod tonight. As people will know, I do have like when I get a beam of on it with something, I'll just need a soapbox on which I can hop up on from every now and again. But um, yeah, for the moment, probably breaking. You're going to be listening to Johnny and loads of guests over the next while. Like, so there's going to be plenty of interviews to come. But yeah, this is it. We're done. I well, I'm done. The podcast isn't done. But yeah, for the last time. So thanks, folks. Thanks for listening. It's been pretty good. On the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute. The millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.